of the pupils was equalled by a bitter streak of sarcasm among disappointed teaching staff, envying the careless youth of their charges. It was possible she'd never spoken of those days since, either walling up the hurt from the awful years, or even shrugging them off with no apparent effort. Either of those would be just as well, if Kitty and Julia were to offer convincing sympathy to Antonia's widower in the polite funeral aftermath out in the churchyard. How awful, but how justified, if he chose that moment to accuse loudly. Oh, so you're two of those bullying bitches she talked about. The house was worth the trip, though. It took pride of place on the edge of the village, just tantalisingly visible from the road. Driving past its ornate iron gates on their way to the church, Kitty could only admit that Julia had been quite right. It wasn't often you got a close look at one as grand as that without paying folding money on the door first. Antonia, against any odds Ladbrokes would have dreamt of offering, had married more than well and lived in mellow Georgian splendour in the depths of personal parkland just out of view of the farm her husband's family had run for several generations. It was owed to her, Kitty granted guiltily, after that appalling teenagehood. Some sort of compensating karma must have been operating the day large Antonia met the supremely eligible man she was soon to marry. Kitty, coming in with well-remembered precision on the beat for Bring Me My Bow of Burning Gold, wondered why the fickle gods had then so callously changed their minds, claiming Antonia back soon after her forty-first birthday. They must have loved her. Wasn't that what they said? that those the gods loved died young, like Princess Diana, Marilyn Monroe and Jimi Hendrix. They wouldn't love me, Kitty admitted to herself, eyes meekly towards the floor during the Lord's Prayer. I'm just a run-of-the-mill, not-bad-not-good person who doesn't deserve any special deal. She saw herself condemned to a stickily overripe old age, mouldering in a plastic-covered chair in front of daytime TV, wondering if Lily and Petrock teenagers now, but they'd be sulky pensioners themselves by then, were ever going to visit. The coffin was being lifted and carried back along the aisle, and Kitty thought of her children. Not so much the two who thrived and prospered in lazy comfort at home, but the absent one, from before their time, that she'd called Madeline and given away to strangers. She might be dead too, perhaps years ago, or yesterday, Kitty couldn't know. Her mind skipped through a variety of possible coffins, starting with a tragically tiny one, white, posy-decked, and carried lovingly in the arms of a grey-faced, weeping man. Next she thought of a box like Antonia's, narrow and pale but shorter, a child who'd dashed out into the road after a puppy, or heart-churningly a dark woodland murder victim, half-rotten from months in the shallow grave. Kitty felt in her pocket for a tissue and dabbed at her eyes, as Antonia's mortal remains were borne past the end of her pew. No one would guess it wasn't a lost school friend she was grieving for, but a misplaced baby. "'We'll go back to the house. There'll be drinks,' Julia hissed in Kitty's ear a little later, as they lurked politely at the back of the crowd by the graveside. "'I'd rather just go home,' Kitty murmured. "'It was cold.' March darkness was starting to sneak up on the afternoon sky, and she longed for her big snug kitchen 
and the soft, constant breath of the sea out beyond the window. Well, I'd rather just go home too, but what would it look like? And besides, Julia was looking round rather wildly, as if she was seeking out someone in particular. Her pointed nose jabbed at the air as she searched through the backs of the assembled heads. The rector was doing his ashes to ashes, and Kitty tried not to hear him throwing the first terrible clod of earth down onto poor Antonia's casket. Besides what? she whispered. Oh, just besides. You never know who's here, do you? Well, we won't know any of them anyway, so what's the difference? Kitty's feet, in two delicate black suede boots, felt as if they were turning to stone. Julia's face moved close enough to Kitty's for her to scent the pre-funeral sherry. She whispered, Oh, you'd be surprised. You'll never guess who rang and said she'd be coming.